Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi. So today we have, as always, they're always a special guest, but we yes, have they are. a Victory Trip recipient with us today. We do. We love when they come back and join us. So I'm super excited to introduce to you Leslie Hedges. Hey, guys. Did I say it right? Oh, yeah. You're okay, awesome. Good. Okay. I just want to make sure, you know, heck, I don't want it to be wrong. Um, how are you today? I'm good. Good, good. good. Trucking along. I'm just so excited making, you're here. Making life work right good. now. It's a little, That's I love what it. we all have to do. With, I think we all, like, COVID every month, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, like, figuring out who we are now. And I know. We're but, like, oh, we can do this now. And, oh, we know how to do know, this. We get excited. Yeah. We get excited. I know. That's so great. That's great. And everything, it's, it's everything's opening up a little more and more. So It is. We, yeah. um, San Luis Obispo County. County just moved into uh, red from purple. Right. So I guess some nail salons and yeah. some restaurants can seat inside. inside. I, I've been looking forward to that. <laughs> I know. You know. Hey, I know mine are horrible, so Man. it's all good. I had to just break down one day and was like, I'm going to wear two masks and we'll sit outside, but I need a pedicure. <laughs> I, need a pedicure. I don't. We don't want to look at that because well, it's like I'm six doing, months. Yeah. It's, it was nice and warm and I was wearing yeah. flip flops and I'm like, uh, four by feet. We need these. Yeah. We need the things we, yeah, we look forward to for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk about your um, your victory trip and maybe, well, let's actually let's rewind. Let's talk about how you learned about or you heard about 17 Strong first, because I know that was kind of, I remember you were kind of on the back burner for a while and it was kind of up in the air. So tell us, how did you find out about 17 Strong first? Well, I'm living in the Central Coast and mm-hmm. always us being such a tight knit community where they're in, you know, northern Santa Barbara County or southern uh, San, San Luis County or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, we all are just a sm- sm- tight fit yep. um, of a community and we all just know about our local warriors. Mm. And so I learned a lot about Ryan and his battles and his victories and his accomplishments through the news and yeah. through online and articles and such. That's right. Um, and then learning through 17 Strong came from that and... Now, was it easy for you to um, put that together? Because a lot of times people in our community don't put Ryan Teixeira was 17 strong. So was that easy for you to to get that, that Ryan started? I I think it was two independent things. Mm -hmm. And then I found the correlation between the two. And there wasn't a whole lot of press, I guess, in a way Mm -hmm. of 17 strong in the beginning. And so it was just like, what? Well, it There's, was Ryan, Ryan, Ryan about right, all this stuff. And right. then we were trying to, you know, because that obviously was Ryan started it prior to everything Correct. happening, but couldn't do anything with it because Correct. of his being so sick. So that's that's interesting. Um, tell me what year you got uh, diagnosed. Um, 2017, four days before Christmas. So 12-21-2017. A little, uh, little ironic, huh? The whole 17 strong in 2017. I know. That's... I have a... The 17 tattoo now I, on my neck. I saw that and was so excited when I saw that because I kept saying, nobody has a 17 strong tattoo yet, yeah. but there, there it is. 
you know, there it is. There's I, I meant a Victor Tripper. strong tattoos out there. Yeah, but, but not with a Victor Tripper recipient. Yeah. So I was like, woo, yeah. this is exciting. You know, somebody um, just wanted to be a first. I know. There you go. There you go. And <laughs> leave it to Leslie. Leave it to Leslie. Always, That's right. Always leave it to me. <laughs> I figured that out, huh? And you were diagnosed with breast cancer. I was. Okay. I um, actually had uh, two different kinds of breast cancer. Um, only one tumor was showing up on all scans. Um, it was the IDC tumor, which is called invasive ductal carcinoma. Um, that is metastatic. That is a spreading tumor to any other parts of your body if you don't catch it in mm-hmm. time. Um, but when they got in there to do the mastectomy, they found seven other tumors, and those were DCIS tumors. Oh, my gosh. So those are called ductal carcinoma in situ, and that just means they're encapsulated. So they're tumors, and they can grow larger to whatever size they do if they're not caught, but they do not metastasize. They do not spread throughout the body. Oh, gotcha. So the but two different still types. Ki- and still that's cancer. rare, isn't it? it? It is more rare, it, but it's it's they're both just... Yeah. battling they're just both right there okay but idc is more more prevalent Impressive. yeah yeah okay and what was your regiment once you found that out it is christmas time now you said and so you're trying to deal with all the stress of, of totally. yeah of cancer in general and so what was your regiment like did you do chemo first did you do your surgery first because all of it's different with everybody well, it, it, I mean, being before four days before Christmas, it was the first time that my uh, full sister had visited in 13 years. Ooh. And here I took it all upon myself and then saying that, wow, here I'm the bad news person. Here I'm the Grim Reaper. I'm the one that has to break all these people's hearts and tell them around Christmas. And I asked my cousin Lori, the one that nominated me, mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I keep it? I want to keep it to myself. I don't want to hurt anybody before Christmas. I'd rather tell them afterwards. Can we keep it a secret? Because she was the only one that knew besides her and my boss. Oh. I went to work that day. Wow. I worked a full shift and then broke down and told my boss afterwards. Oh, my gosh. So with it all, we clinically, which is before the surgery, staged me at stage one. Okay. Uh, during or after the surgery, when they pull the tumors and they do everything they're going to do and they send it to pathology, you get a medical stage. Gotcha. That went from stage one to stage three B. So I was, so to speak, inches from stage four. Oh. Because of the volume of tumors I had and the fact that it had got into my lymphatic system. Okay. So there was 19 lymph nodes removed, 14 were positive. That's a pretty high volume. That is. Wow. And there's always higher. I mean. Yeah. I try to strive to be the, right? <laughs> You're the like, best, you know, figure. just push it over the edge. <laughs> I'm not. Um, but we, it was, it was a juggle because we were trying to figure out what kind of surgery I wanted to do, what was physically best for me. Mm-hmm. My thing is I wanted to get back to my life and be there for my family mm-hmm. and be able to survive through it all. So sure. I wanted to have the least amount of surgeries and not do implants, worrying about encapsulation, rejection, right. um, or swapping after 10 to 20 years. Um, yeah. I, and yeah. Yeah. So I decided to do what is called a tram flap bilateral mastectomy. Okay. So I did prophylactic on the right side, which is removing the right side just because um, my chances were still 85% for it to coming return. on the right side. Right. Yeah. To return right. or to attack the right side. Okay. So it was just easier to decide that both of oh, them yeah. doubled? Gone. Okay. Um, 
then so we took everything did everything and it just didn't work out um there's a multitude of reasons why mm. um those reasons will also come to clarity with my new surgery coming up okay. um so we did the tram flap we then um intended to go straight into chemo as soon as i healed oh i was supposed to my wounds should have been healed anywhere from 6 to 8 weeks um that didn't happen mm. Uh, surgery was end of February. Um, we keep having to postpone the chemo. Uh, chemo didn't start on time. Uh, so we just... So you didn't do any chemo prior no. to surgery? Gotcha. So it was surgery, chemo, radiation. Okay. So you did end up having to do radiation as well. Oh, yeah. Full. Okay. Um, chemo was uh, 16 rounds. We ended up doing only 15 oh due to God. the fact that... Some of the side effects I was having could have become long-term. Oh. Even if I did a light 16th round or a full 16th round, it would have possibly caused those side effects to be permanent. Oh, wow. And the doctor said, well, at this point, you've done so many and you're going into radiation. I feel confident that you don't need that 16th treatment. Wow. So I did three different kinds of chemo. Um, so uh, the Like a mixture of them all. A cock. Yeah, chemo cocktail. cocktail. Yeah, yep. that's what they call it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So the Just first four want. were like two different kinds of chemo. One was adriamycin. They call it the red devil. Yep. Um, it's hand pushed. It feels funky if they go too fast. Uh, oh, yeah. Ryan so, had that horrible one Yeah, too. they did that for four treatments okay. every other week. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, after that was 12 treatments of weekly of oh. the third chemo. Gotcha. Okay. Infusion, though. Correct. It was infusion. It wasn't the pill. Okay. Correct. Okay. It was through and a port. Remind me if, what were you, were you hormone positive, HER2 positive? What were you on those? Chemo brain. I know. <laughs> I, know. Um, I was HER2 positive, but I was not triple negative. Oh, I gotcha. know that part. Okay. Triple negative is... No, that's that's intense. It is it the is worst. Very, it is. It's very Besides hard. the staging, that is the worst kind of cancer you can have because once you do chemo radiation and you have to do the full shoot and match, right. they make you do another regimen after radiation, um, I believe, or after your chemo ends, and that is another six months to a year of infusion oh, sure. of something else. It's like a maintenance program is what they kind of call it. And um, yeah, so... Um, I don't know, breast cancer, it's so wide range of what treatment is and how, how they, the protocol of it. So that's why I always like to ask people individually because it is just so different. And, um, you know, like you had your surgery first. A lot of times they'll do chemo first and then Correct. surgery. And so, um, yeah, and I like to hear never, about that. There was never any explanation why we did we did chemo the first. way it we did. didn't do chemo first yeah i think it was because they thought it was just the one tumor and it was pretty small and so they didn't think that it was had spread oh gotcha gotcha and that was my tumors hiding sure so and you were treated locally correct i was i was treated at santa maria at marion um okay. which is actually mission hope yes. cancer center great it's program amazing yeah program. for sure for sure. We love them there and they, they do really great. So that's, um, okay. So now let's get back, let's get into, um, I believe, uh, how old were you when you were diagnosed? I was 39. 39. 
Okay, so that's when we had yeah. decided, because we, as, you know, we were new. I mean, 17 right. Strong is still new. So we were deciding, like, what is going to be our age cutoff, and how is that going to work? And you were kind of in the back of my mind when I'm thinking about this, because Lori, who is your cousin. Lori is, Wolf, yeah. Is, she and I were in constant communication about how um, we can get Leslie on the books for a Victor trip. And yeah. so what was your feeling when that actually all transpired, when I started how did, uh, did I contact you um yeah you contacted me it was right in the midst of chemo oh or was. right before chemo because it was delayed um okay. and this is you know it kind of blurs it's almost like that thing where your brain kind of puts stuff in a file cabinet and it's like sure. you remember enough to defend yourself or explain yourself <laughs> but it, <laughs> the traumatic parts your brain's like ah, eh, we're gonna push that in the file yeah. cabinet in yeah. the way yeah. back um so yeah you contacted me you're like you got this i was like stop it oh. immediate tears immediate laughter immediate screaming oh good happy dance in the living room right you know just bald over that is Probably one or two of the most strength-giving things that got me through Great. my treatment. Wow. That got me through my radiation. That's awesome. Wow. Because I was just like, dude, do this. You got to do I this. Got, you got to do I this. Gotta I, get... I got to go. I, I get <laughs> I a free vacation. I got light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, yes, that vacation so cool. time. I, yeah. You got to go. You got to be healthy. Just do yeah, it. Figure for it sure. out. And that's funny because you're not the first person that's told us that, that because what I normally try to do is I try to get in after the treatment is done. Gotcha. And then I will start talking to people because, you know, you never know. There's so no. many uncertainties, you know, and you're just thinking, oh gosh. So when I get involved, like I'm like, they have kicked cancer's butt already. Like right. this is where I am. I can go, go in and we can plan a victory trip. So this was, um, I didn't realize I had come in kind of in the middle of your, yeah. your treatment and said, hey, let's see what. So you were able to dream about what you wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Right. And so we <laughs> We had said what what three things did you want to do and you had come up with which one um i came up with lagos portugal <gasps> portugal portugal there you go portugal i love it so um why did you choose that one i mean because we we ended up i mean isn't that wasn't that your first choice it was it was uh one of three okay um i don't know i don't i, I, I don't think remember. it was my first choice per se but i tried and I game planned with friends. I asked people I on Facebook that. and I asked family. And my thing was, I didn't want too much of a communication barrier, sure. language barrier. We also wanted something that was um, a country that wasn't in turmoil. Sure. sure. Yeah. So it was safe for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then we wanted something that had gorgeous beaches oh, gosh, and not just so beaches, but that were that was big on wine because I'm oh, in the service right. industry. And so I wanted something where we could go and do wine tasting or Porto tasting and enjoy that and okay. kind of bring that education back to my restaurant that I How fun. For. So Portugal you really was thought a great that... choice for that. Oh, yeah. amazing. And did you, you did do a wine tour. We did do uh, many different things. Ooh. So we did a food crawl. That was Okay, amazing. stop there. Stop there. <laughs> This guy likes food, so. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> about, we go, we so go on what, vacations just about food. What is the one thing that you ate in Portugal that you just can't top any place else? Honestly, hands down, the chicken. 
they're known for roasted chicken, not just bacalao, which oh. is salt cod, um, but they're really known for this roasted chicken. And Ooh. there's this marinade, this red uh, marinade that they use, and it's just roasted. And we had went on a boat trip one day, and we were like, okay, my good friend is from Madeira, Portugal, uh, Portugal, and where do we go to eat? Yeah. And she's like, you got to try the roast locals. chicken. But I'm like, well, where roast chicken? Yeah. Do we do a touristy place or a local place? No. I want a hole in the wall. I want local families. I want mom and pop. Yeah. I want the heart of the area. And so we asked uh, the captain of one of the little boats that we were on. And he was like, this place. And we were like, awesome. So we took a cab and we went and literally picnic tables out front. Four picnic tables out front, three wow. tables in the restaurant. The kitchen was three times the size of the sitting area. Yeah. So they could have enough room to sure. roast. It's the dad. The daughter runs the front. Like the mom helps. Oh, I love this. The cousins and uncles help. And it's just this local place. And you just go in. You're like, okay, what do I want? $3 for a glass of wine. $3. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. So we had... <laughs> Excuse so I, I, I'm going to venture to say you had multiple, yeah. <laughs> multiple glasses. Yeah. Well, I think that night only did, I did two, okay, but I was definitely though. abiding because I had not drank in like 10 months, right? 10, right. 11 months. So, so you I really got to take like, it easy. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I you could to... not handle my well, beverages at, for a while. For sure. Yeah. And right. The, how cool though. How, what an experience. So tell me how the beaches were. Were they what you expected or were they a little different? The beaches were gorgeous. Um, I have to admit, because we got so busy with doing this tour and doing this tour sure. and doing things on our bullet bucket lists and um, going on uh, boat tours, <laughs> we never went in the water. Oh, you're kidding. You forgot afterwards. You're like, oh, we darn. Just, it just, you... You get those things where you go, 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 go for the oh, first yeah. two days. And then it's like the third day, fourth day, you crash. And you're like, I Oh, need jet sleep. lag is real. Yeah. And you're like, stay in the room till three. And then we're like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we get doing up, here? Let's go. Um, so we definitely ate at that place twice. Awesome. But we, um, we definitely talked about another future trip because it is so reasonable to live there. That's awesome. And that area of Portugal that we went to, Lagos, was just super gorgeous. Um local but very so much history oh in i the love town. the history part um so many beautiful buildings but then not overly touristy sure but very easy to handle both aspects great and so i loved it and i looked into actually renting a place um out there because that was kind of like another bucket list thing that i added oh. to go back and maybe stay for a month or two during like an off season here that and is go over there. crazy just to, yeah, just to work and do, yeah. Five, what is it? Four, 400 US, 500 US, and you can get a gorgeous one-bedroom apartment furnished. Everything wow. pretty much included. Wow. That's cool insane. community, all of it. And that I was like, really cool. um, yeah, I, I, like I think that. I can save that, that and figure so that out. Cool. But life changes some. And so you're just like, this will happen eventually, but. Yeah. Maybe not right away. Like Maybe I not wanted. right away. Exactly. So, roasted chicken. Mm, seems okay. Back on the food. Well, no, but I want to know what was the highlight of the trip then. Oh. So, we know what the highlight of the food was. Mm -hmm. What's the highlight of the trip? Well, you and I know what we like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, the food crawl. Food. Yeah. Because it wasn't just a food crawl. It was in a history oh, and cool. a food crawl and an alcohol crawl. So, it was 
Everything. All in one. All in one. This gentleman was an expat. He was born and raised in Portugal, um, moved back to, moved into New York for a while and lived there for New, in New York. Just too expensive, too hustle, hustle, hustle. Sure. And it just, he got burnt out. And then he. So he spoke really good English. Perfect English. Oh, I love Perfect that. Portu- Portuguese. Okay. Um, and I try to pronounce it correctly out of respect because sure. I fell in love with it no, so No, I love it. I think um, that's good. But he taught taught me you know, more Portuguese and um, he could explain the history of you know the earthquakes that they experienced in the 1700s oh. and how it decimated so many cities and how big the waves were from um, the earthquake and the, the damage and the fires. Yeah. And we got to tour around um, some uh, the city. And going into where people live and up and down the streets and then take us to this tiny little restaurant, local mom and pop places. And it was just over the moon. That's like that's awesome. over that's the moon. Bucket list. So it's we like to do something like that. You, I'm telling oh, you, just, sounds just amazing. the only the only thing that I would have to say that I might have to adjust is bringing my own memory foam topper. <laughs> oh, because the beds were terrible. <laughs> They say, I thought it was just our hotel that had hard, hard, like brick hard beds. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can we get another bed or another room? Or could you have some extra things? And they're like, oh, that's what the Portuguese like. Mm-hmm. And I was oh. like, really? And they're like, yeah, we're a hardworking culture. And by the time we want to go to bed, we need support for our backs. And we just sleep on hard, rock hard beds. And all of Portugal is like like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Unreal. okay, so Spain a new respect. Like that too. So like a new yeah. respect for it. That's interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. I, I would, love I wouldn't stuff mind like a hard bed. Yeah, he likes that. That's oh, no. so interesting. Yeah. Not I with love, the hips. Yeah. <laughs> Not with the hips. Exactly. I need that little support in between. Well, and I remember when I first met you, we went to a coffee shop and stuff, and you were telling yeah. me like certain um, like things when people have breast cancer. That, oh, yeah. that we you needed to invent because remember uh-huh. the seatbelt went right over yeah your the seatbelt goes right here you don't even notice that you don't realize the oh, little things mile riding long, in a car mile long list <laughs> right. of things that uh, we we MacGyvered I have always been kind of a MacGyver s yeah. girl kind of person but, and you have to deal and experience the difficulties and what's not going to work in order to figure out what you can make work. Exactly. The JP drains, the drains that you have coming right. out of remember your Remember we were talking about robes and oh, how yes. you needed to put little pockets in the robes yes. because remember the drains that Ryan had, the breast cancer has to have the same thing, the yeah. same drains. Any surgical trauma where they're moving tissue, um, taking out tissue, putting in tissue, there's going to be fluid trauma. And so they need to put a thing called a JP drain in your body to drain out that excess so that yes. you don't create uh, seromas or hematomas. Yeah. So they are there. It's crazy because you don't think about like, where am I supposed to put this when I wear my jeans? Where am I supposed to put this when I'm, you know, sleeping or, you know, or riding in the car and things like that, that you were, it was very, it was eye opening when I was able to talk to you about certain things and you're like, you know, just a seatbelt, like you need to have a cushion or you need something. So that was really cool. Yeah. How to get in bed, Um, (laughs) how to lift me up because now I had trauma to my abdomen grabbing muscle and skin to rebuild my chest so I didn't have to use implants and I couldn't use my arm strength because that deals with your pectoralis muscles. So we had to create a way to pick me up. And so that's the thing I think that medical 
the medical industry mm-hmm. does not address. Right. And they don't talk about it because you're like, I had no idea until you're in the middle of it. And going. I really didn't find the support groups until after I had already been through it and out of it almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that, I think it was just because Lori had me going and it wasn't a bad thing. She was like, you can feel what you feel, mm-hmm. but you can't stay in it. Yeah. Feel the stress, feel the pity me, feel the sad day, feel the pain for a couple hours, but then that's it. We're right. going to the beach. And We're don't you think that mindset somewhere. is a lot of it? 90% of it, I feel like. Easy. Mindset. Like, mindset. An, uh, like in a fighter, an athlete. Absolutely. 100% of you think is going to be the body. No, it's 75% mental, 25% athlete, athleticism mm-hmm. and ability. And you don't realize you, you don't. have to be so strong. So I think my opinion, going into cancer, if somebody's diagnosed, if you know of somebody that just got diagnosed, mm-hmm. I know somebody that sadly just got diagnosed. Lord help her. Um, it's It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard because they don't talk about all these tips and tricks and coming up with a pillow to stick the seatbelt in, just uh, cushion absolutely. the breast as well as contain the seatbelt so that you don't get kinked. Um, showers. Those mm-hmm. drains are hanging off of you. You have to be undressed when you shower. Yeah. So I came up with lanyards and a way, um, like a coat hanger hook thing with jigger mm-hmm. and figured out ways to hang them off of duct my tape. neck. Yeah. Duct tape You're next, like... I'm sure. <laughs> duct tape worked for my yeah. hair. When wow. when that way, when they tell you that your hair is going to hurt and your hair is going to start falling out, it doesn't always fall out by itself. You have to actually physically pull it out. Oh, yikes. I didn't have a problem. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's a whole other <laughs> issue. Neither did I for a while. <laughs> and then as you see, we keep I keep buzzing it off. Oh, my God. I can't get enough of playing around with my hair. But. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's go over, um, Lori for a minute because talk about Lori for a minute. Cause she is the person that helped you. She took care of you, but not only that, you invited her to your victory trip, you know, your trip. So is that, um, talk about her for a minute. I thought we weren't going to make me cry. I know. I put all this makeup on. I was like, excuse to get all dolled up. (laughs) And now you're going to make me cry. Well, I think Um, she's important. Don't you? They're happy tears. They are. Yeah. And I'm going to cry because I love Lori so much and I know that she means so much to you. So. Yeah. And, and I think no matter what I say right now, words will never. Right. Ever explain nor quantify the amount of support and love that I have for that woman, the support she's giving me and the love that I have for her. Right. Um, She, we, our whole family is blessed to have her in our lives that she has been kind of our whole entire family's caregiver. But she's Um, like, her brother got in a major motorcycle accident when he was 16. So she became his primary caregiver besides his parents, my uncle and my aunt. Um, And then um, my grandpa had dementia and Alzheimer's. She became his primary caregiver besides my mom and I when I was a teenager. And then me. And then now kind of her mom. Right. And then now my mom, because I'm going to be out on surgery, so my mom needs help. Sure. And the fact that everything employment-wise has always worked for her Mm -hmm. to where she could schedule her family as a priority be over the career. Wow. And she was literally the... She was with me every single day of my treatment. In the beginning, it was tax season. So she had to handle that. And right. so we hi- I hired um, uh, in-home health care. Gotcha. Um, that was expensive, $10,000 for a month and a half, 24-hour care. Yeah. Um, so thanks, Aflac. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> wow, shout out to them. Huh? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, then when tax season But there's nothing like family. Over, no. No, because she 
we are so connected. We call each other sister cousins now because we are so connected that her and I could literally look at each other and give each other just a certain look. Yeah. And she knows exactly how I'm feeling. I know exactly how she's feeling. We do these lunches at least minimum um, where we go out to lunch at least once or twice a week. Um, she's caring for me still every day. Um, I still have in-home health support services wow. because I'm still very limited physically to some capacity with my abdomen through the trauma of surgery sure. and the failure of my surgeries, my chest, my arms. Uh, you of know, course, yeah. my brain from day to day. Oh, I know. Right. So it's I like... still have her help every day, but we do these lunches once or twice a week. And she's just like, what are you feeling like today? Mm. And we're right there. And I right. know exactly what she wants. She knows exactly what I want. But, you know, there's those days where she can tell by just the tone of my voice. Yeah, for the sure. Cracking in my voice, anything. Mm -hmm. She's like, what's wrong? Yeah. Don't. Don't tell me no, because I can see it all I over know. You. Yeah, I know you better than that. It's so sure. second nature for her. And as selfless as she's been her whole life to our family, I could not imagine taking anybody else. I love my mom dearly, and right. I would wanted my mom to go. But I think for a multitude of reasons, not mm -hmm. just for the selflessness for two full years, mm -hmm. in addition to this last year of just helping me and getting me through these additional yeah. surgeries, that she's been there for a whole family. So she just yeah. deserved this gift. Oh yeah. And we kind of were up in the air with when we were going and what, what we were doing. And then all of a sudden it just clicked. And it was ironic that the day we were coming home from the trip, it was her birthday. So the whole entire trip was a birthday gift too. I just oh, that's got awesome. a goosebumps. I don't think I, I knew that. This I got was goosebumps. just, no, this, her birthday was just yesterday. I didn't realize, and it was, but it was a year ago, it was and a it year was a year ago. ago yes, you know, a I year ago yesterday that we were that. coming home from Portugal, and we, in the last week, because we posted things every day, we in the last week we've been able to go through um, Facebook the memories, memories <laughs> and see. I love that all the like pictures and all the things that we wrote about, and <laughs> it yeah, it just brought tears to my eyes. Oh, I love how love, much she love loves that. me. Everybody needs a friend like that. I, a it? friend, a family member, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, I just, and I just adore her because, I mean, she's who I was talking to prior to talking to you. Right. So that was just, um, it's just, I, I just love her. So I think that's awesome. But I do want to talk a little bit about, um, you had, I don't know really how to say this, but I know you had a cancer scare. And, Recently. And it's. It's a lot. I mean, when you have scans and you have things, anxiety is stress. It's, it's, PTSD. it's real. It's real. Mm -hmm. And I know that. And, and it wasn't just one scare. So do you want to talk? Can you talk yeah. us through that? Cause that's, it's a lot. I guess the way I look at things is some people were put on this earth just to live. Some people are learn, um, put on this earth to be teachers. Uh, the, the wise people, the, this, the, that. Um, I just happen to think that, I was put here to go through a lot of crap in life awful. from childhood to now right. that has just made me stronger and made me to where I can teach people other things. Don't go through right. my path or um, it's okay if you go through this because look at me now, mm -hmm. you know, it just makes you stronger. It, it makes, makes you wiser and it's person. okay. And so, yeah. Um, so two out of three uh, of the recent cancer scares were negative. Um, what they were was I had a black mole on my back oh. and they removed it in the office with the dermatologist. And she said, I'm, it's 
whether it's going to come back funky or not, you'll know in this amount of time. But I'm going to tell you right now, most likely it's going to come back funky. Wow. But I can't guarantee if it's going to be melanoma or squamous cell. Squamous cell just means that it's not in your bloodstream. It's not going to like spread and make be really dangerous. Melanoma uh-huh. is way dangerous. Uh-huh. It could, you know, melanoma can be something so small or something big. So she gave you two of those? So, Either or that was going to be? Right. She's like, most likely based on the color and what it looks like, I'm going to tell you it's going to come back funky. Cool. And then in that same, and it, well, this was all happening in one week too. Right. I then had been having new side effects in my breast area and in mm-hmm. my armpits Ooh. and in my non-cancerous side. And I was having, you know, pains and flutters and these electrical firings and all these weird things going off. Mm. And then something just started to feel off in my body and our women's tuition yeah. just starts firing. For sure. My cognitive started getting overwhelmed and I'm like, okay, you know, is this stress? Is this pandemic? Yeah, there's a lot Because of course going we're going on. through COVID right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Um, is this what? Mm-hmm. And then there's, for me, there was two kinds of cancer scares. There's a paranoia, hypochondriac, so mm-hmm. to speak, uh, cancer scare and worry. And then there's the intuitive, I know for something's sure, for wrong. sure something's wrong. Right. right. And we still don't know. But the breast cancer came back negative. So, so that was awesome. Great. It's just necrotic tissue. It's just all sure. the damage from previous that's infiltrating other areas and making problems for me, sure. period. Right. Um, the third. Um, just had a regular dentist appointment, teeth cleaning, finally got up the nerve to do it with COVID around right? and worried about cavities or yeah, I mean, damage to my pockets of my teeth because yep. of chemo, chemo causes does crazy stuff. Yeah. Horrible damage to your teeth. Um, and she go, the, um, dental hygienist, uh, looked at my tongue and all of a sudden she was like, Hmm, no, just try to ignore it all, you know, and just worried about cavities and, she goes, can you move your tongue again? She's like, do you feel this? And I go, feel what? And she goes, well, I'll be right back. I need to go talk to somebody else to come in here and look at something. And I said, okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a cancer survivor and recent, and I have two other cancer scares in my wheelhouse right this minute during this week. I need to just just spit it out. I don't care what you think it is. I don't care if you're allowed yeah. to, just spit it out. And she's like, you have a mass lesion on your tongue. and it could very well be something disconcerting. Okay. Oh, wow. So did she, did you get that one biopsy? Not yet. That one's not till October 1st. And I, you know, I'm just like, what? Oral cancer? What What is that I'm a foodie. You can't take my tongue. tongue (laughs) I'm a talker as we can see. I mean, you can't take my tongue. That's crazy. And I had been having, um, so it's on the lower right side of my tongue. And then I've been having a lot of tender pains in through my neck right here. And that's kind of like in that same vicinity. Okay. And oral cancer definitely usually does go into the throat a lot of the time. Um, Sometimes it's contained into the mouth. Um, so we, I thought it was just the two masses on my um, thyroid that we've been keeping surveillance on to make sure that doesn't become cancerous as well. Okay. Um, I thought it was just that or my lymphatic system just giving me grief. Sure. Exactly. But we don't know if it is that. I'm praying every day that it's just like leukoplakia, yeah. which is a benign cancer, but it is precancerous. Gotcha. So they do carve off all that tissue. 
But I'm like, no, you can't take my tongue and then yeah. try to rebuild it because you can't take muscle and tissue from anywhere that else. I'm not going to have wow. any left. That's so You've had weird. a rough couple weeks. Yeah. You but know, you're, the one on the back, did you get that result back? That was negative as well. That's and awesome. And she said it, it on, a, on a range from mild to average to severe, yeah. it's mild. So I so two out of the three are, are good to go. Negative. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just like Nothing. the Lord's got me. Yes, we absolutely. Won't know until October. October, yeah, October first, um, before thing. my twelve days before my next surgery. Right. Okay, um, so let's talk about the surgery. Oh, let's talk goodness. about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. So you have to get another surgery because why? Um, like plain terms. Of, well, <laughs> I don't know. How to put it that. put it simple. It. I have a lot of necrotic tissue, which is dead tissue. Gotcha. I have a lot of scar tissue. I have a lot of traumas. Um, healing was horrible. Right. Mind, body, either it was because I was so sick, just the luck of the draw, or surgical error. We won't know until we get in there. Okay. But um, it's pretty bad. They are going to have to replace muscle. They literally have an area where they need to take out skin and put a new patch in there as well. Gotcha. So now they need more muscle. They need more tissue. They need more skin. Wow. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Didn't I do the tram bilateral mastectomy so that I wouldn't have to more have right. more surgeries? That's right. And instead it's gone the opposite where I ended up with twice as many surgeries and this is intense. This is even more intense than the first one because oh, yeah. you said it's 12 hours is what yeah. the anticipated time is. Correct. And the healing is going to be intense. I mean, it's you're going to have gnarly. a walker and a, and a wheelchair for the Correct. first month. That's Correct. huge. Yeah. That is huge. And so the recovery time is going to be, they anticipate it being slow. Yeah. Okay. But we... Because I don't have core strength because I my stomach has given out sure. from the previous two surgeries, the one and then the reconstruction on my stomach. Um, and so I don't have core strength at all. Right. So that's the primary of our body. Right. And then the next is our legs and our arms. So now I get to have a surgery that's going to limit my leg con- strength, sure. movement. And then because you're having breast surgery, that limits your arm strength. So right, you're to like lift T-Rex. up. But yeah, for you're sure. You're like T-Rex yeah. for the first while yeah. because they don't want pulling on it and straining yeah. of it. Um, so, yeah, um, this one is called a tug flap, and okay. it's the inner thigh. They need to steal the gracilis muscle, uh, blood vessels, tissue, mm. skin, to rebuild everything. Right. Whether I want implants, whether I want to be have projection, they have to do that sure. just to get me healthy. And you said. said just to put you at a neutral. Just to put me at a neutral. Right. Which and is. They won't know. I won't know. And they won't know until they get in there whether I will come out flat and just skin. Okay. Excess skin. Whether I'll be able to have spacers put in in the preemptive future of putting implants oh. or straight to implants because they don't know how they don't know how bad it is and how bad it is inside. Wow. So that's a lot. And you're doing this in Santa Barbara. I am doing it in Santa Barbara. And this guy does it all the time. This surgeon does it all the time. So. Mark Soros, he is a dream. Good. I, I love that. Of all, when you get those women to intuitive, male intuitive feelings, yeah. and you don't feel comfortable with that doctor, don't doubt yourself. Exactly. Stop doubting yourself. Stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body because it's happening for a reason. That's the Lord communicating to you. Absolutely. Whether you believe or not. That is the Lord communicating through your body to tell you what is not right. And I never felt 100% 
ever with any visit to my previous surgeon's office. I never felt comfortable. I never oh. felt happy. I never felt that peace. I always felt nervous. I always felt agitated or angry. And this surgeon has never, ever, ever, and his whole office have wow. just been nothing but beautiful and calming and reassurative and the skills and the experience that he has under yeah. his belt, that he has a dual team of him and his father are both 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 plastic surgeons. Oh, that's awesome. And they're microsurgeons. So now they will be able through a microscope to make sure that the blood vessels are attached properly and there is blood flow and Good. nothing becomes necrotic again. So this is going to be the last surgery is what you're saying. <laughs> Theoretically. No, I wish. I <laughs> oh, wish. it's not. No, because okay. if they can put spacers in, then I'll have to have a small exchange surgery where they'll just cut a little opening, pull out the spacer, which is a temporary implant okay. that is fillable um, either weekly, biweekly, or bimonthly, or every other three weeks. Okay. And they fill with saline to stretch to okay. push the muscle out sure. to get the pocket ready for the future implant. And okay. to not have too much pain. So they fill it. They're going to take that spacer out. They'll pop the new implant in. I mean, would I like projection? Yeah. Who would battle this much, yeah. go through this much, this many complications, sure. not to want to feel somewhat like a woman again? Yeah, sure. And Absolutely. as women. That's fair. And as a husband, you know yeah. that sadly we define ourselves or our femininity by our yeah. bodies. Of course. I get that. I totally well, understand. And psychologically, I mean, that's going to help you mm -hmm. tremendously. You know? For me, that's my decision that I know will help me. Yeah. Some women going flat and being over it Doesn't and matter being strong Wonder Woman yeah. without it. Fine. Great. That's not for me. I was a G. Yeah. <laughs> Forget to be tacky, but yeah. I was a G before all this. Right. And so not having anything, it's been hard. Yeah, it's been nice. Sure. I, my back is like happy. My yeah. shoulders are happy, but... I mean, it's, to bring some humor in it. Yeah, But exactly. I mean, I want something, again, to feel normal and to not have to overhaul my wardrobe again. Of course. I because know, right? nothing fit right. Yeah, that's true, too. No, I get it. That's true. Well, and I think it, it stresses the point, again, that we have to be our own advocates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, there's so many people that just take what they're told at face value. Okay, you're oh, the yeah. doctor, and okay, we got to do it. But you've done your homework. You've done your research. You know what you want. You know what your body wants. And it's so important that anybody that goes through this, get a second opinion. Don't, Third. You know, fourth, don't, fourth, right? right? Don't stick with your exactly. first answer. No, I agree. Because we have a friend that went through breast cancer surgery. And she, right. I mean, she was told we have to do double mastectomy. And I mean, she, she wasn't going to take it. And mm -hmm. she ended up finding a doctor that said, you don't need that. You need this, this, and this, and we. I think we can save you, and da 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 da. And yeah, it worked it because did. she didn't take no for an answer. Right. You know, yeah. no two cancers are alike. No two humans are. That's alike. right. Okay, that's right. We are all made differently for a reason. Yeah, and we can all handle different things, and the outcomes are all different, and what that's we right. want is all different, and that's fine. That's true. But when you're in the midst of it, you're told this is what you have to do. This is what you can do. This is going to be your surgeon. You don't question it because you're so darn wrapped up mm -hmm. in your cancer diagnosis. And sure. am I going to die in the mortality and the morbidity of it mm -hmm. that you 
are like, okay, just tell me what to do because I want to get this stuff out of me right. instead of right. worrying about finding the right fit. Exactly. And that's where I went wrong. My breast surgeon said, I work with this person. Mm-hmm. This is the, a great person. Let's do this. I yeah. took her at face value. She is still amazing. She is still a godsend to me. Mm-hmm. She is still within faith, a Christian. Mm-hmm. To have a doctor that has cried with me in the office, that has prayed with me in the yeah. office, is literally priceless. That doesn't yeah. happen in the medical industry right. anymore. I'm shocked it did. And I love her and everybody love her, but it's, yeah, I will not take face value at somebody else's opinion, no matter how under the gun I am, because I would have rather to been to delay it more Mm -hmm. than to end up like I did. Sure. But, but what advice would you give somebody then if, if don't, if if somebody was in your shoes, like something like maybe they don't feel comfortable just. How, what, what advice would you give them? Well, there's many things that come into play. There's, you know, this referral, this is who right. I work with. This is only who I work with. This is the only hospital I work with. Um, or the insurance, no on that doctor. No, you don't have to take no for an answer. It's called right. an appeal for a reason. That's right. So appeal to the insurance. There you go. State your claim. Write whatever you got to write. Call your governor. Call your senator. Do whatever. Call the news. Call whoever. Yeah. Ask other. I'm going to tell you, being... A small community. Right. I have had cancer coaches, my my version, what I call them mentors. They're mm-hmm. cancer mentors. Mm-hmm. They're people that have gone through it before. And I had five cancer coaches. And now since my cancer diagnosis and remission, I have been a cancer coach to two other women. That's awesome. And now going to be a third because we just got a diagnosis from a family friend yesterday. Wow. Yeah. I love that. You I love are you, paying Nanny. it. Yeah, you're paying it forward. I it's think that's awesome. It's so important awesome. that everybody does that. Yeah. You know, it's we're, we're all put on this earth for a reason. Yes. And Amen. You, you have to be able to work through it and deal with whether you get a basket of rotten oranges, you mm-hmm. got to be able to deal with it. That's true. Or in our case, right. we took the lemons that we were given and we made lemonade. Right. No, that's and true. And lemon cake and yeah. lemon muffins. Okay, this is the last question I'll ask awesome. you because I think this is a good one. And um, so what would you tell someone that hasn't heard about 17 Strong or never heard of the organization? What would you tell them? How would you explain it or how would you tell them about it? Because I feel like you're a great advocate for it. So just well, how, what would be the first thing you'd say to somebody? Um, we all know Make-A-Wish and it's awesome. But there's a cusp of where they don't cover anymore. Absolutely. And that's they're fine. Absolutely. I mean, you guys you, you guys have also have, have yep. your you you have criteria to. of age right. range as well. But that's done for a reason. Mm-hmm. There's make a wish for the younger mm-hmm. uh, humans. And there's 17 strong for the other humans. And that's what you guys are. Yeah. You are the uh, make a wish. I don't, I don't know how should I say it on crack or tenfold or whatever you want to call it. Forgive <laughs> the phrase. I know so horrible. It. No, that's but great. It literally, it. it is the be all end all of adult cancer. Right. Well, and you it think is, it's more than a trip. It, it is not a trip. It is a family. You, she said it. I didn't it even pay her. It is a family. Oh my gosh, it is. I have literally um, made friends. Right. I have a support system. I have fallen in love with you two in addition to everybody else on the board and just happened to be (laughs) friends and went to high school with one of the board members (laughs) uh, chris and tono and i love him but it's 
It that is was a community. A free shout out to Chris. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're hey. welcome, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> That's but awesome. it's 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 not local anymore either, though. No, it's because not. you all have sent people from out of the state, we have. and it. How do we know if you guys don't want to do out of the country thing? Yeah. You know that's exactly. that could be a growth thing, but it yep. is the silver lining to a hard road. That's it so cool. is the sun that comes shining shining down after a tornado or after a hurricane, and that sunbeam and that rainbow comes out. It is that goal at the end when you fought your butt off and you worked so hard to win, and now you've won, and now let's have some relaxation. Yes. It's not just a free trip. Oh, we go to a free trip, take a person with you. Yeah. No, it is... Let's recoup. Absolutely. Let's heal our souls. Let's reset. Let's right. heal our, our mind, reset our bodies, mm -hmm. and just know that when we go on this trip, that we're just going up from there. Absolutely. And there is no more down. There's no more there's down. Hiccups. We all have hiccups yes. of life. Um, but there's just ups from there. And it literally changed my life. If you look at the pictures of me smiling during treatment and then pictures of me smiling on my vacation... You can see it coming from my soul and That's my awesome. spirit. That's awesome. And now that I have been involved and try to push it and, you know, promote it as much as I can and my family promoting it yes. as well and being involved with galas and yeah. fundraisers and getting you guys donations. I mean, I will forever want to be a part. And we all as recipients want to be more involved wherever yeah. we can. And I'm like, okay, put me to work, put me to work, put me to I work. I love Let's it. Let's figure this out. I can, I can still be on a laptop when I'm recouping, yeah. you know. Yeah. I can still help out. What I still got many ideas. Yeah. You know, I've been in production industry, so whatever. I love it. I but love it. Thank you so, so much. much. More. I appreciate that. I didn't even. I, there's no way to even top that. I that, know. That was... I feel like I, I knew that that was a great question for Leslie just because she's, um, She's she has a heart of gold and she um, is Thank always. You. Willing oh, you to need give. to plug your ears for this part. Sorry, right. <laughs> I'm gonna cry, right? I'm like, I'm gonna cry or what? Yeah. But anyway, that's. But well, we love you too, and we, and you. we're so um, happy for you, and you will be in our thoughts and prayers as you go through this next surgery and this yes. next battle, and and we're just you know we're believing for you. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. And, uh, Thank you so much. You know, that's one thing we always say is that our victory trip recipients become part of our family and that's yeah. important oh, yeah. to us. You know, we don't want to just send you on a trip and say, Oh, you know, no more. Kick you to the so, curb. And that's what happens. I think work. with a lot of corporations, like they get involved for the moment, Yeah, but it's just a moment. And it this is. is not, this is yeah. a lifestyle. This is a future. This is a support system. It's a family. Yeah, and I, I can't, I can't wait. I, love I can't that. wait to yeah. do more. Well, thank you. thank you. Leslie, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Yes. And with that, we will wrap up another 17 Strong podcast. Absolutely. And uh, if you'd like to donate or to find out more about 17 Strong, visit our website at 17strong.org. And thank you to our production team, Nate Hand. Yes, thank you, Nate. And uh, we will see everybody next month for another 17 Strong podcast. Remember, attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.